Hey, what is up, party people? Welcome back to the Chance Pod. I'm Sarah, and I wrote the thing. This episode is chapters four through six, in which Evelyn fights Orberg Jim and yeets herself down to the Valley Windworks. And when I say yeets, I mean I don't know how running works, even though I actively made the decision that Evelyn more or less does cross-country. So just pretend the actual mileage Evelyn travels doesn't exist. Speaking of things being too fast, my voice manages to somehow get faster by chapter six, and I'm so sorry about that. I swear I pull it back down to a reasonable talking rate later on. In other news, Chapter 6 does have a whole lot of friend cameos, which I'm super excited for. Chapter 1 had a lot of voices saying a couple words each, but this one had extended conversations, and I am here for it. One last thing before we start, I'm thinking Mondays will be good for updates. There's also a chance <laughs> that I'll front load the episodes till we reach Chapter 16 or so, since that's where my best friend is at in chance, but we'll see. Might just do Mondays. Alright, here's Chance. Chapter 4. Trust. I think I've got a name for you, I told him just inside Ouroberg Gate's exit. My Monferno and I were gradually adjusting to the light after three days of relative darkness. He made a monkey noise that sounded a lot like, uh-huh. How does trust sound? Monferno's are really good at human speech imitations. He said, Meow. Guess that was a yes. We headed straight to the Pokemon Center in Ouroberg to wash up. Trust headed to the Pokemon washrooms. I almost asked if he could handle the washing himself, but I stopped, remembering that I could trust him. Sure enough, when I finished my shower, he was waiting in the lobby, fur and skin clean and smelling like roses. Since Trust and I had been training so much in the last few days, I decided we should take the rest of the day off. I knew we ought to be going faster, but we'd already gone fast enough for Trust to evolve. We could afford this break. This time, I remembered to call Megan and Trisha at the Pokemon Center. Dude, we're so worried! Whoa, I'm fine. Good thing I had my headphones in. We literally thought you were dead or something. Oh, Arceus, stop worrying. Three days after you took just one to get through two towns? Trisha, I was training. Trust and I are up against a rock-type gym. We needed to train against rock-types. You named him? Megan was being calmer about this, although initially she looked concerned. Like I'd come online with an ear missing. Yeah, he's a Monferno now, so the gym will be a breeze. He's stronger than I thought. You guys don't have to worry. I won't get hurt. How would we know that? Anyway, have you guys heard from Lucas and Don? I haven't seen them since Jubilife. Alice said they were battling Rourke today. We haven't heard their results. Damn, I thought I was ahead of them. They'll have to train longer for Eterna, though. Trisha pointed out, bouncing back from her initial concern. It's grass. You've got the advantage after the first gym. I guess. The forest is a pretty nice opportunity for training, though. Are you going alone through the forest? I squinted sideways at the screen. No, I have trust with me, and possibly one more by that time. Liana, hopefully. Owen might be around sooner or later. I mean human-wise. What's wrong with Pokemon? Nothing, but another trainer would have more Pokemon too, and, you know, strength in numbers. Trust is a fire type. Not this again. Look, I'm gonna go check out his mock punch. He hasn't used it much yet. At all, actually. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Rather than actually go out and train... Hell, he smelled too nice to do training. I took Trust to one of the city's cafes. It was a cheap one, but since the gym was in its vicinity, it was respectable. I'd been there before. With Lucas. By chance. I was daydreaming about him when a male voice behind me inquired, Mind if I sit here? I glanced up and did a double take. Rourke. Fairly young gym leader at age 24, still wearing hipster glasses and a rust-colored ponytail, 
had just walked in. He wasn't wearing his signature mining gear, so I guess the button-down and jeans meant he was relaxing. Not at all, I said, gesturing at the seat beside me at the counter. Trush was seated on my other side. How long have you been training? Rourke asked, sliding into the vinyl seat. Around four days now? Four days? He repeated, eyes wide. Well, I mean, this is the fourth. You already evolved your starter? Yep. Did you grow up around Pokemon? Not really. I see. I thought you'd train longer because you let your Pokemon out. Usually that's an older trainer thing. Oh yeah. I took a look at Trust, who had let out without a second thought. Seems natural to me. Brooke grinned. Me too. I'm glad you figured it out so fast. My food arrived. An omelette, basically the only thing I ever ordered at cafes. And Trust received a bowl of citrus berries. He started munching happily. Rourke ordered a coffee and bagel, even though it was nearing 9pm. I heard some of my friends challenge you today. He nodded and shrugged simultaneously. Both on with the type advantage. They were interesting. Interesting? Yeah, the girl. Dana, or Dawn? Dawn. Dawn played to speed rather than power. She might have an issue with Gordinia, whose Turtwig's defense is pretty high. But in the long run, it's a nice thought. Lucas, right? I thought he was playing defense, but he found subtle opportunities to get some solid hits. He took two of mine down with just his Turtwig. Wow, dang. I remember Don fighting in the way he described, but not Lucas. Don't take my word on that, though. People change. Styles change. At least they're not doing the newbie thing. They're throwing moves around one. Rourke's order arrived. He stirred some sugar into the coffee. Trust had finished his berries and was now eyeing my plate. I cut some of the omelette off for him. It was too big to finish anyways. You gonna challenge me sometime? Rourke asked, dipping his bagel in the coffee. Probably tomorrow. Gonna challenge them? He meant Lucas and Don. Uh, maybe. You should go for it. Friendly battles are one of the best ways to get better. You have to gauge yourself against the same people. It would be painful challenging Bree. And with Rhea now being the Pokemon of a trainer I'd spent a month mourning, I wasn't sure how well that would go either. Something up? Rourke paused with his coffee halfway to his mouth. Nah. I can tell. I'm not Lucian, but that doesn't mean I can't be a little psychic. <sighs> it's complicated. The coffee mug made it to his mouth. I had a challenge my father when I was starting out as a trainer, he said once the mug was back on the counter. He was the Orberg gym leader back then. His first pick was his shield on. Probably the second most brutal thing he's ever done, after running off to Candleleaf. I grew up with this shield on. There's literally a picture of me and that shield on running through a meadow of daisies. Having to fight him stirred up a bunch of conflicting emotions, from I can't fight a friend, to dad, holy shit. I'm sorry. It's okay. At any rate, I could have beat him pretty fast, but I had overcome worrying about that shield on first. When I did, it was a matter of minutes. Moral of the story... Don't hold yourself back. Your friends will understand, and battles are voluntary for the Pokemon. You'll have to overcome inhibitions like these at some point, if you're going to be successful. Rourke went back to dipping his bagel in the coffee. Trust tried to sneak away another piece of my omelette. I pushed the plate over to him. If you don't mind me asking, why are you telling me all this? He smiled. Part of my job as gym leader. And something's different about you. The way you treat your Monferno already, even though you're new. Rourke finished his coffee. I'll see you tomorrow? Evelyn. See you then, Evelyn. He took the rest of the bagel with him and headed out the door. Nice meeting you. Around ten minutes later, we walked out. I was still hungry because Trust ate most of my food, but whatever. Hunger is a trainer's survival skill. Evelyn! I looked toward the voice. Dawn, they'd caught up? We thought you'd be halfway to Eterna by now. It was just her right now. 
Oh, nah, I spent a few days training in the caves. Sorry I rushed ahead, I did want to join you guys. I was sorry. Not exactly for the reasons I implied. We could join up now. We're off to Eterna tomorrow. I haven't fought the gym yet. Her eyes widened. After training for three days? Yeah, I've got a fire type. I figured I'd get him to learn mock punch first. Oh, how's that gone? I glanced at Trust, who padded over to a nearby rock. We haven't quite gotten there yet. He threw his fist at the rock as fast as he could, and squealed, because punching a rock, or a wall for that matter, hurts. Darn it, Trust. If you battle Rourke tomorrow morning, we could wait for you. That would be great. We wound up sharing a room in the Pokemon Center that night. Lucas and I ended up there at the same time, in our pajamas. Trainers tend to have a separate sleeping set of clothes, because traveling clothes are hard to wash every day. Some carry around rotations of things like shirts or underwear so they don't stink by the next town. Clothing becomes a strategy. Don't get me started on formal wear. What happened to your knee? I asked, noticing a bruise running across his leg. I'm off a cliff. I angled my head, waiting for him to continue. His eyes sparkled, telling me he was going to leave it at that. What happened to your knuckles? Lucas asked, noticing the scabs. I punched a wall. He raised his eyebrows. I raised mine back at him. He doesn't tell me, I don't tell him. Fair is fair. Lucas broke eye contact first, which disappointed me. I hoped he would tell me still. Were you okay on Saturday? Trainer selection day. I- yeah, I was fine. Why? You seemed kind of dazed. Oh, I guess. He didn't press it. It was sweet how he'd noticed. So how's being a trainer so far? Lucas shrugged. Good. There hasn't been much so far. Oh, yeah. I tried to think of a good conversation topic. What was there to say? Do you want to meet Trust? Who? My Menferno. Mild shock on his face, intensified by his usual lack of emotion. He evolved already? Yeah, he did. I tossed his Pokeball without protesting the incorrect pronoun more than that. Haven't gone to the gym yet, though. Why not? He held out a hand to Trust, who shook it. We just got here. Figured we'd take the rest of the day off. Lucas looked toward me, still holding Trust's hand. Was it that tired? We were out for three days. Didn't want to take on the gym in less than optimal condition. I met Trust's eyes and smiled. Not that he needed it, exactly. Pokemon Center healing? It's not the same. Heals injuries, not exhaustion. I thought it did. Not completely. Maybe 50%. How do you know that? I paused, remembering. This wasn't public knowledge. I figured it out myself. Owen, my Arcanine, ran from Salation to the Celestic Town in a day, and when I sent him to the heal center, he came back no longer winded or battered, but still exhausted. Someone told me. Ah. I wanted to trust Lucas. Everything lying under my tongue that wanted to escape was in such easy reach. And here I was, and the only thing blocking me from trusting Lucas was the five-foot gap between bunks and one Monferno ironically named Trust. To be fair, it was more than that. Dawn walked in, her hair already blown dry and brushed. The gym opens at ten. We can head out when you're finished battling. What if I lose? She shot me an amused look. You've got a Monferno. It'll take ten minutes tops. Eight. Lucas cut in. Seven. Fifty pokies on six. Wow, no pressure, guys, I said, raising my hands by my head. No deal. I'm leaning towards six, too. Sixty on five. Lucas countered. Don shook her head and said, Fine. Evelyn, don't battle too fast. No promises. By then it was eleven. Don turned out the lights. Chapter 5 Help is not coming. Trust and I returned to the cave for last-minute training. It was dark and I left my flashlight and bag in the room, but we had his tail flame to go by. 
Test out your mock punch, I said. Gather energy in your fist as fast as you can and punch. It's more instinctive than technical. Trust closed his eyes. He pulled his fist back and held it there. I could tell he was concentrating. White light began to collect around his fist, right when he started shaking. Trust screamed. The light and his tail flame both went out, pitch black. Trust? I whipped my head around, looking for the cause, and when I turned back, two giant red eyes stared into mine. The eyes of Lucas's killer. I woke up with a soft gasp. Theatrical sitting bolt upright with a piercing scream isn't my style. That soft gasp was the loudest awakening I'd ever had. I sat up slowly. Trust was asleep on the floor, his tail extinguished for safety. Don was motionless on the top bunk across the room, and Lucas was still. I waited for my heart rate to slow down. I exhaled. Lucas's face was sweet when he was asleep. When he was awake, he looked more guarded. I knew the stressed crease between his eyebrows too well. He only relaxed when he was sleeping and when he was with people he trusted. I was that person at one point. That was in the future. I couldn't remember who I was now. Gazing at his calm face, I let the tightness in my heart relax. Whoever we'd been, whoever we were now, we'd get there again. And I'd protect him this time. So yeah, sorry it's early, I said, rubbing my eyes as we headed down the Pokemon Center's hallway, but we've got to get Mach Punch down by ten. Meh. He sounded okay with it. At the practice battlefield just outside, I went over Mach Punch the same way I had in my dream. He got it working in ten minutes and had it down in half an hour. I should have known we didn't need to get up at six for this. Let's go get breakfast. At 9.40 we'll- Oh, damn it. We didn't stretch first. Trust jumped up to poke me on the cheek and ran away. Lucas and Don were out by eight. I returned to the room a bit later to get my things packed up. When I got there, I found someone waiting for me. Hey, mind if we chat? I sat on my bunk. Looker sat on Lucas's. I transmitted the records of what happened to the IP. I nodded. They've got it under control then, right? Looker grimaced. That's the thing. Not all of the higher-ups really believe in this creation of a new world idea. I mean, Galactic hadn't yet shown proof that they were succeeding in that by the time you activated the app. So they're not going to do anything because I set it off too early, I concluded, heart sinking. Looker caught on. Lynn, no. You set it off at the right time. Anything could have happened after that. They could have taken your Poketch, they could have killed you, they could have created the new world and screwed up the space-time continuum and made your app useless. It's not your fault. It's the IPs, because they're centered in Johto and are more focused on the Team Rocket bull that's going on right now. And I'm pretty sure Magma and Aqua started duking it out right when Rocket went under. And Hoenn is right near Johto. So there's no help coming our way. For now. On the other hand, we know what's happening from here on out. I guess. I've got a transcript of basic events to happen over the course of the next few months. He said, totally comfortable with the weird verb-object tense agreement. Looker handed me a diary, the kind with a built-in lock and the word diary inscribed in gold print. It's all in here. Thanks. Anytime. How are things going? I checked the clock. Okay. I'll be battling Rourke in an hour. After that, Don and Lucas and I are moving on. Provided Trust and I beat Rourke, which I know we will. Looker smiled. Glad you're readjusting. It's not too strange? Well, it is pretty weird. And... I haven't given up on my old Pokemon, but I guess I am getting used to it. He nodded. Good. We stared at the ground. Lucas, he meant a lot to you, didn't he? He still does. It's great that you're getting a second chance at that, too. Do be careful still. Overcompensation is not ideal. I know. I won't keep you longer. Best of skill. Because he didn't believe in luck. Thanks. I shoved what I needed into my bag and headed back out. Stretched at 
Waited at 9.55. Went in at 10. Battle begin! At 10.03. Trust, it's yours. Jiru, I choose you. Started off with an ember. Get a stealth arc going. Ah, so he was playing like I'd switch out. Don't underestimate the fire type. Ember again. To be fair, I was pushing the fire disadvantage too. The ember hit, just as the first one had, but did little. Rock throw. Dodge and get in there. Muck punch. Trust evaded the rock with ease and darted in, nailing the geodude in the face. Ha ha ha, get it? Cause most of a geodude is a face. He sprang down, ready for his next move. But the geodude was down. Geodude is unable to battle. Round one goes to the challenger. Announced the... announcer. Whoa. Rourke said, pulling back his geodude. I can't say that was expected, despite the evolution. Onyx! A giant rock snake appeared on the battlefield, coincidentally- Trust, jump! He leaped up right as the onyx tightened himself around the spot where Trust had just been standing. Dirty trick. Mock punch! Trust came crashing down on a rock in onyx's middle, causing the ladder to roar in pain and topple over. The rock was cracked. It would heal. Trust leaped off and caught my eye. He must have landed too hard as he was carrying his right hand funny. Problematic. Because while he was ambidextrous, as I discovered over the last few days, He'd only learned Mach Punch on his right. Onyx is unable to battle. Round two to the challenger. Nice catch. Continue? Trust nodded at me. Continue. Kranidos, Lear! He shouted immediately, throwing a Pokeball. Trust, go right, hit left. My Minferno flinched when he saw the glare, but nonetheless landed a hit on the Kranidos' cheekbone. It worked, but was considerably weaker than his right-handed punch. Headbutt! Get in with Mach Punch. Trust bounded in, but Kranidos ducked at the last second, kneeling Trust with a headbutt. Trust went tumbling backwards. He shook his head clear. Headbutt again! Wait on this one. Trust stood, waiting for the charge to reach him, ready. Jump over, mock punch! It was like an acrobatics act. He leaped just barely over the incoming Kranidos' head, then pushed off the rock types back with a two-handed mock punch. Kranidos fell flat. Kranidos is unable to battle. The battle goes to the challenger, Evelyn Myers. At 10.06. That might have been the fastest gym battle faced ever. Rourke said, withdrawing his final Pokemon. In my periphery, I could see Don handing money to Lucas. I beckoned to trust. He cantered over? There's no good word for a monkey run, honestly. I held out my hand. He gave me his right hand. It was a little red, and he winced when I brushed it with my fingers. You must have fallen hecka hard on that onyx. You did amazing. Manferno. I pulled him into his Pokeball so his hand wouldn't hurt him. Rourke had reached me by then. Hey, congrats. Thanks. <laughs> I couldn't analyze your fighting style because that was so quick. But you think fast, and that's a good asset to have. And you connected with your Pokemon within four, five days. You're way ahead of the game. I felt myself turning red. Stop it, Evelyn. You already know how to play this game. You've been a trainer for months. Having said that, I present to you the Coal Badge. Also, here's the Rock Smash HM if you find yourself in need of it. Thank you. We shook hands. Trust went through the heal machine in minutes, but it's always best to be careful with injuries even after the machine has been used. I kept him in my Pokeball. Eterna is... Oh, it's back through Jubilife. Dawn was reading the map. So we just head back through Orbird Gate. Then it's Jubilife, Floroma, and Eterna. Plus the forest. Lucas added. I know, I know. We gave ourselves a day to get back to Jubilife. The trip was easy with three of us and our one badge Pokemon, but the cave walls still inexplicably felt like they were pressing down on me. The first time we went on our journeys, we never really went as a trio. 
We were three separate trainers that happened to cross paths every now and then, often during times of danger. Dawn and I got her Pokedex back when some galactic grunts grabbed it in Veilstone. All three of us went through Eterna's HQ. We split up for the lakes. Lucas and I- A chill ran down my back. What day is today? They had been talking about, I don't know, special defense or ice types or sibling pranks or something. Wednesday. I swung my bag from my shoulder. Still walking, I wrangled the book Looker gave me from my bag and flipped through the first few pages. Wait, they were blank. I flipped around some more to figure it out. It was a legitimate diary, with blank-lined paper for most of the book and a compressed calendar in the back. September through February was filled out in green ink. I checked the first Wednesday with something written in. Valley Windworks. My heart started pounding in my head. I remember this day so clearly. I couldn't believe I'd wasted so much time training in Orber Gate that I'd forgotten the little girl running down the river crying because her papa was locked in the windworks. Oh, but how in the hell was I supposed to get Lucas and Don to run to the windworks? Hypothetical question, I said during a lull in their conversation. If I told you something was happening a few towns away, and it was a pretty big issue but we could handle it, what would you do? Why? Megan and Trisha and I were talking about it last night. Don thought about it. Lucas spoke first. There'd be people there who could handle it. Yeah. What if they didn't know? Like if we were the only ones who knew about it? Uh, contact someone there? Name a town, I guess. Let's say... Floroma. Hmm. <laughs> a town of gardeners. Great. I held my breath. I guess Jubilife is closer still. Call the local police in Floroma, or get someone in Jubilife to check it out, because we're hecka far away. Exhale. Damn it. Would they believe you, though? I mean, they might. Would be pretty embarrassing if we were wrong, though. Don said with a humored grimace. We were fast enough to make it to Jubilife by evening, me debating what to do most of the way. I figured it out by the time we got out of Orberg Gate. They weren't going to go for it. That much was certain. But no one in Floroma, face it, would either believe or be able to solve the problem at the Windworks. The police force in Sinnoh was a joke. Hell, the international police was barely more than a joke. Lurker wasn't even allowed to travel with Pokemon for some Arceus forsaken legal reason. They were all about intel over action. Running out of options. Running. So when we got to Jubilive, we checked into a room and I went downstairs, saying I was going to check in with my mom and Megan and Trisha. I looked back at Lucas as I left. He caught me looking at him and gave a little smile. Here I go leaving him again. Think of the little girl, Evelyn. Next. Hello. Hello. Nurse, I need to get to Floroma really fast. Family emergency. If anyone asks for me, could you let them know where I went? Honey, it's getting late. Are you sure you need to leave now? Yes, I'm sure. All right. I'll let them know. Stay safe. Why is everyone obsessed with me staying safe? I wondered, bolting out the door. Chapter 6. Valley Windworks Let's face it, it was a bad idea. Floroma was a half-day's walk away, and I started out at 7, running. I realized right as I left Jubilov that I was leaving the city behind for the second time. Leaving Liana behind for the second time. Liana and Lucas. This better be friggin' worth it. It was 9.30 when I arrived in Floroma. Trust was still in his Pokeball, resting so he'd be in good shape when we reached the Windworks. I only brought him out once to help me get through the cave on Route 204. Rocks a smash. Left hand. Still being careful with the right. We took a ten-minute break. Pokemon Center cafeterias are open late for trainer teams like us. The lady serving food came to check on me because I was so winded. 
I told her I was fine, with fingers still tingling and cheeks numb and knees shaking. Bright side, now I had bragging rights. Also, we were in Floroma. I stopped by a Pokemart to purchase a right-handed brace that would fit Trust, then set out again. The windworks were another two miles to the east. I ran along the river path. Starting again was harder than the journey to Floroma. My lungs burned like never before. The Valley Windworks is a major site in Sinnoh. It's right at the bottom of Mount Coronet, so for miles around you can see the windmills rolling like so many little pinwheels in the distance. Up close, the closest windmills are like obelisks, harnessing energy and moving it through wires into a blocky gray building. The windworks itself. From far away, I could see someone dozing against the front entrance to the windworks. I got right in front of him before he noticed my presence. Hey. The uniformed grunt opened an eye lazily and glanced my way. Hello. I'd like to go inside the windworks. He scoffed and stroked his dyed hair. Can't. Problems. No one's allowed in. Come back later. The only problem here is Team Galactic. He squinted at me. Excuse me? You heard me. Let me in. Not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. I'm serious. A smirk. Six on six? I knew Team Galactic grunts well enough to call his bluff. Sure thing. Glamio. Scare them off. Trust, it's yours. Watch the claws. She pounced at him, screaming, but ultimately her little claws were no match for Trust's braced fist. One-shotted. The grunt turned pale. Return. In a flash, he opened the door behind him and slipped through. No! I charged at the door, but it shut with a click before I made it. The key, I thought frantically. I forgot to get the spare Windworks key. The key's in Floroma. Exhausted, I leaned against the door. Another two miles and back to run. My head spun just thinking of it. Lynn? I turned my head. Looker? Weren't you just an Orberg? Weren't you? Transportation is one of the IP's few powers. Are you alright? I've been running since Jubilife. Mew, Evelyn. Even if you are a runner. Trust pulled something out of my backpack and handed it to me. Oh, thanks, I said, drinking from the water bottle. Are you heading in, then? My face fell. No, it's locked. He stared at me for a few seconds before realization broke through. Right, I forgot. You didn't keep it. I did. Huh? He pulled out a keyring and picked a dull gray one from the bunch. Remember this? The Windworks key. I remembered now. I handed it off to him after going through with Lucas last time, so that he could return there if he needed to. Can I send you in alone? Looker asked, handing me the key. Of course. Stay out of the way. Alright. It could have been a joke another time with another person, but I was serious here. Looker would be vulnerable in there, so he turned and walked back down the dirt path. I turned the key in the lock. Trust and I were going in. The grunt I had met outside saw me first. Perimeter breach! He yelled. Breach! Two more grunts ran in. Hmm. I hadn't bargained on any double battles. Zubat. Glamio. Trust, mock punch first. Get that type advantage. Ember on the Zubat. He seemed a little confused at first. Hmm, I should teach him type advantages. But he figured it out fast, sprang forward to nail the Glamio in the chest and hit the Zubat within moments of that. The Glamio swept at his back, achieving a shallow cut. Trust elbowed her. Do that again, but put fighting energy into it. Glamio, watch out! Fury swipes! Leech life. The Glamiel turned around just in time to get nailed in the face with a mock elbow. Zubat spat a needle at Trust, stabbing him in the rear. Leech life always looked worse than it felt. This from experience fighting galactic Zubats. Glamiel's down. Ember. Trust shot a bundle of flames at the Zubat, nailing him in the wing. Too easy. Return. Trust, I said, beckoning to him as I walked toward the grunts. They started to edge away. Hold up. Where's the other grunts? The one I met outside shifted nervously. This was it. Did the others leave? 
The one with the Zubat, a guy shorter than me, shook his head. It was just us, I swear. Fine. I walked past them, trust at my side. Where are you going? You know where I'm going, I called back over my shoulder. I remember these corridors. Admittedly, it wasn't a hard building to navigate, just a few turns before I reached the control room. I saw Mars in the corner, leaning over a computer. The Windworks Keeper was nearby, looking exhausted, but okay. Karen was there, old man in a lab coat, red scented glasses. He looked over his shoulder, raising his eyebrows in amusement. Well, you got through those worthless grunts, I see. I ignored him. Mars, speaking for both the daughter of this man and for Sinnoh itself, please leave the premises. Mars glanced up, looking exasperated. We're here for reasons much larger than a little girl. I know. That's why I said Sinnoh itself. Mars's gaze narrowed. Wait, hold up. Too far. Shoot. Then what are our plans? You're trying to be the bad guys of Johto and Kanto, I said with a serious facade. Gain power, take over the region, and you're doing it under the mask of a legitimate corporation. But guess what? We're gonna see through you. And you won't get away with this. <laughs> we'll see about that. She bought it. Anyways, clearly you're an annoying brat who doesn't know her place, so here are the stakes. If I lose, Galactic leaves the premises. When you lose, you leave the premises. Deal. Keep on working. This side show's not for you. The Windworks Keeper had been watching. Shooting Kara on a tired look, the Keeper turned back to the screen. Zubat. Trust, it's yours. I nodded to him, and he darted out. Bite. Wait on it, then mock punch. Follow with Ember. They were a pair of blurs, the exchange lasting maybe a second. Trust blasted a second Ember, knocking the Zubat from the sky. Arceus, he even beat Mars's in a few blows. Perugly, fake out. Take the hit. Mock punch. He flinched when Perugly clapped her paws in front of his face, but came back strong. Perugly was still close by when Trust returned to his senses and charged in with a mock punch. The cat tumbled and rolled back onto his feet. Fury swipes. Mock punch. But I'd forgotten how lethal that Perugly's fury swipes were. Trust yelled, claws scraping his face and hands. Come on, mock punch. He struck out blindly in the direction of the claws, punching Perugly square in the nose. It made an ugly sound. Perugly fell back, nose bleeding. Ember! And he was down. Return. I jogged over to Trust. The scrapes weren't too deep, but they had to hurt. Thanks, Trust. I pulled him back into his Pokeball. <laughs> Beaten by a kid. You hush. We're moving out. Mars glared at me. Things will be different next time. I can promise you that. She stalked out as promised, Karen close behind. The Keeper stood, suddenly showing concern. Is my daughter alright? Team Galactic didn't touch her. She should be fine. We practically chased Galactic out in a hurry to reach the exit. When the Keeper reached the main entrance, a small creature shot through the door at him. I whipped out Trust's Pokeball before realizing it was a little girl. Dada, you're okay! Annie! Putting away the Pokeball, I slipped out the door to give them privacy. Wait! The little girl ran after me. Are those people gonna do more bad things? They have plans to, yes. Oh. Annie looked let down. Are you gonna stop them? That's what I'm aiming for. I wanna come too! I shook my head quickly. It's dangerous, and your dad wants you to stay safe. What about your dad? I'm a trainer. It's a dangerous thing to be. He understands I'm doing my best to stay unharmed. But he couldn't help but worry anyways. Looking at this girl and her father, I understood that. He couldn't help but worry. It was in his nature. He couldn't help but care. Then I'll help this way, she said, running to the riverside. Weasel! A splash upstream. The Pokemon swam over and surfaced next to Annie. She started to talk to the Weasel quietly. She's been friends with that Weasel since she was crawling, which has only been a few years, but still most of her life. Annie and the Weasel approached us. 
Weasel's going to help you fight the bad guys. Whoa, what? I can't go, but he can. Take him with you. Is... are, are you okay with that? I addressed the weasel. He nodded solemnly. You need to hurry to catch them. Suddenly conscious of my heart beating, I pulled a ball from the pocket I hadn't touched since I first filled it with empty Pokeballs. I presented it to him. He touched his nose to the button, and the Pokeball sucked him in. I held the sides of my head as the line connected. This wasn't going to be fun. Megan picked up first and started to speak, but I cut her off. Let's wait for Trisha. Her internship starts tonight, remember? Oh, right, of course. I silently cancelled Trisha's end of the call. Are you in Jubilife already? Floroma. I watched her do the calculations. That's over 40 miles from Orberg, isn't it? 41 from Orberg to Floroma. Calculated out of curiosity slash waiting for trust to go through the heel station. But you hadn't battled Rourke by last night. Yeah. What time does the gym open? 10. 41 miles in 14 hours? 45 miles. 45? Took an excursion to the Valley Windworks, two miles from Floroma. Did you ever stop? Several times. Then you ran? Partway. How far is partway? Jubilee onwards. She was staring away from the screen in a way that made me think there was a map. Did you find Dawn and Lucas? Yeah. And now they're... Jubilee. But you met up with them? Yeah. Do they know you're in Floroma? I... maybe. You didn't tell them? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't tell them? Didn't tell them. Megan turned back to the screen with the camera. Evelyn, what's going on? Nothing. I've noticed. I'm one of your best friends for a reason. Annie and her dad popped into my mind. I know. I'm, I'm not ready to say it yet. Megan looked at me sadly. Alright. But when you are, talk to me. Okay. So what's happened lately? Megan moved on. Since last night? Well, I beat Rourke really fast this morning, then we went at a normal pace to Jubilee, and I started running after that. She made a face. Why? I'll tell you next time I call. Go on. So then I got to the Windworks and did what I needed to do there, and this little girl recruited a weasel for me. Wait, you mean- I have a weasel now. Oh cool. Did you name him? Not yet. I asked if he had a name, and he kind of considered it for a sec and then shook his head. Usually that means the Pokemon has a name that can't physically be pronounced. So I've heard. Wow, you're a conscious trainer. Huh? Thinking about your Pokemon to that degree. Well, yeah. I'm supposed to care about them. As a trainer. Megan shrugged. Sure. I thought of something and smiled a little. Likewise with friends. What? Nothing. There was a pause while we both tried to figure out what to say. Megan? Yeah? I kept trying to word it in my head. If... If something happened to me and... For whatever reason, I stopped talking to you, would we still be friends? What do you mean? Like if something happened and then I didn't call you for a month? Like if you got sick and couldn't talk to me? No, if I didn't call you of my own accord. Chose not to. Evelyn, you'd still be my best friend. If anything comes up, you can always talk to me. Arceus, Megan. Okay. Is there something you want to tell me? Oh, not right now. It was... Technically, it had already happened. Hypothetical. Oh. Okay. So, how are things in Twinleaf? Not much was happening in Twinleaf, so we ended the call fairly soon. Eterna, I decided. I'll tell her there.
that's chapters four through six. Megan is voiced by Emily Keshner, Trisha by Anya, Rourke and Lucas are both Shauna's and Wugo. Dawn is voiced by Emily Liu, Looker by Matthew Chin, the Orgberg referee and Windworks keeper are both Omar Gomez. Caitlin Watkins makes her debut as the nurse, Renee is back as Mars, Tim Markham is here as Caron, my sister Zika plays Annie, and our Team Galactic grunts are Navid Zaman, Ethan, and Andy Nguyen. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, or if you're like me and you use Overcast, which hasn't approved Chance yet, follow the podcast at Chance Out Loud on Instagram for updates and whatever else happens there. You can find Chance and writing on fanfiction.net and archive of our own. The most up-to-date version is fanfic.net, I'm just including the latter because I know a lot of people prefer it. Links are in the description. Uh, yeah. Bye!